Hey there, how are you? I hope you are doing amazing. Today, we are going to be diving into some high-paying as well as low-paying jobs slash career fields. So, it'll be interesting and stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And real quick... I have a question for you. Have you had a chance to check out the podcast-inspired merch and other fun and 2020-inspired I guess, <laughs> designs? If not, head over to careertalkswag.com, check it out. And this is a great time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting into it here. High and low paying jobs. This is always a fun and interesting thing for me to look at and read. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that seems legit. And other times I'm like, oh, that seems kind of just like bullshit. So I will share the information with you. And then there's a couple little asterisks I'm going to put in there. So... You know, and also I feel like sometimes this stuff is just for sheer entertainment purposes, but sometimes if you are on a particular path and you just want another data point, right, for making a change, uh, sometimes the reality is compensation is part of the data set, so to speak, right, of if you're going to make a change or not, or maybe in which way that change may happen. And definitely always in these types of conversations are always certainly an opportunity to learn something that we may not have known before. We're going to start with the lowest paying first, and this is really in no particular order, so it's not like the lowest first or anything like that, just a very random order, uh, generally speaking, lowest paying jobs and or career fields. So food service. So we think about food service, we have food prep, cooks, food servers, fast food, things of that nature. That's the kind of uh, roles that fall into that. Number two, cleaners or maids or like a janitorial staff, depending on the organization you work for, depending on if it is in a within a company or a private client, people are going to have different names for that. Number three, cashiers. Number four, dishwashers. Number five, laundry workers. So this is going to be kind of all-encompassing in terms of people who are operating laundry machines, people who are helping out in like laundry mats, or even if you think about folks in like a hotel or industrial type of space, there's certainly laundry there as well. There's actually companies that design an entire uh, business plan around doing industrial laundry services. If you think about, uh, if you go to like a drive through oil change place or whatever, uh, they have uniforms and usually a company will come and pick those up and drop them off every week and have them professionally cleaned. Number six, messengers. So people who take, you know, items from point A to point B. Number eight, retail sales. So you go into Gap and the person who is stocking your shelf, the person who is asking if you have any questions, if they can help you find something, and then also the people who are ringing you up. Number eight, office clerks. So folks who are working in office, you know, maybe they're helping with shipping PO, usually office clerks to help with a ton of stuff, mail. They also are helping with answering the phones, sometimes like just keeping things organized, whatever may need to be organized. So I feel like I can name off like a thousand things office folks do. All right, number nine, laborers. So oftentimes laborers are doing just exactly what it sounds like, right? Manual labor. Sometimes more often than not, they're working for companies. Let's look at like a construction. If 
you were look at, let's say a lawn company, right? So you may hire a laborer for either temporary or more long-term to help you just with some of the, like the labor intensive type stuff, right? Number nine, laborers. Number 10, farming. Farming is really, really challenging uh, field to be in. The more I learn about it in, it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, but challenging. And there's so many things that impact it. So when I saw that, I'm like, really? Like, because you think about like farming in my mind, I was, it seems expensive. You have obviously you have to plant seeds of whatever it is you're growing. You have these huge machines, lots of water. Well, I know just running my water like costs a decent amount of money, right? So I can't imagine watering an entire field of whatever it is that you're growing, which could lead to why it may be on this list. But farming in general is interesting. Uh, number 11, fishing. 12, grounds crews. So uh, grounds crews typically are folks who are doing like lawn maintenance and things like that. 13, building maintenance. You know, if you've ever been in a building and, you know, a handle on a door is broken, right? Like building maintenance is going to come do that. They also, don't get me wrong, that's a very simple, easy task. They also are helping if there's a, a leak in the ceiling, if there is broken plumbing. So they're helping it in a lot of other things as well. That was just a very simple example. 14, host or hostess within, you know, a restaurant space. 15, home care aides. This one surprised me. So people who are in your home or maybe not your home or in the home of someone and that person needs aid, whether that is helping with just daily tasks because they're not able to do it themselves or someone who maybe is recovering from surgery, right? So like a home uh, home care aid. Number 16, packagers. Uh, so we all order, you know, I mean, I don't want to assume anything of you. However, I'm going to assume something that most of us are ordering these on Amazon. So the folks at packaging, the packagers, right? The Amazon, I don't want to say Amazon specifically because I have no idea how much they specifically pay, but that in general is <laughs> on the list. I don't want to get myself in trouble here. 17, movie theater teams. So person selling you a ticket, the person taking your ticket, the people who are getting you your snacks and your uh, water, or if you're a pop drinker, uh, if you're from the South, maybe you drink soda or Coke. Uh, apparently everything some to some people is Coke, whether it's like orange pop or not. The people who come clean up after, you know, anyone working in the movie theater. 18, lifeguards. This one also surprised me. You know, like the people responsible for saving your life if you're drowning, I feel like uh, maybe you shouldn't be on the lowest paid list, but that, that could just be me. 19, hotel front desk customer service. And number 20, parking lot attendees. All right, flipping over here. So highest paying roles. And most of these, by the way, you can go find at like bls.gov. Bureau of Labor Statistics is what that website is. All right, again, in no particular order. <laughs> Psychiatrists, so they're looking at over 200k for a psychiatrist. Most of these are over 200,000. Gynecologists or obstetricians, uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. Again, over 200,000. Surgeons, over 200,000. The number they had at, again, bls.gov is 208 or more. Number four, prostodontists, hopefully I'm saying that right. Also over 200,000. Oral surgeons, again, over 200,000. Anesthesiologists, over 200,000. I am curious. I don't think... We have to Google anesthesiologist. I think that would be an MD, but now I'm second guessing that. Just from maybe a career choice perspective, if you don't have to get an MD, but you can still be making what the 
MDs are making. It's just food for thought for anyone in that in that world. I mean, I'll Google it. So probably before uh, y'all hear this, I may know the answer, but you can feel free to correct me <laughs> uh, if you'd like. Number eight physicians, uh, the number they have is 206,000 is average for their family medical physician, which I thought it was interesting that they even deciphered between the two is 205. General internal medicine physicians, 201. And to me, that was only interesting because I feel like if you need a general internal medicine person, there's like something more seriously wrong. So to be less income than like a family physician or just like a regular MD or just like a standard physician, that just stuck out to me as interesting. Number 11, chief executives. So when you look at kind of your C-level executives within an organization, they have that at 184. So here is my first step asterisk here. That seems really low to me uh, based on what I know of a lot of the C-level executives that I have hired and helped hire and worked with to hire their direct reports as well. So I've hired C-level I have helped others hire C-level, like I've helped other recruiters hire C-level executives. And I've also worked with C-level executives who are hiring their direct reports. So it would be making less than them. And 184 seems really low, even on the salary side. But I do want to say this, when we're looking at a lot of these higher paying roles, we have to also consider this is just like a salary. Oftentimes people have bonuses and they also have stock. So they have equity usually in the company that they're working for, which oftentimes the bonuses, especially with like CEOs, and things like that, you may have a two, three, four hundred thousand dollar salary. However, you have maybe one to three million. I've seen it be well above that in bonus potential, and then even more in equity or stock. So definitely things to consider. Pediatrician is number 12. We have that at 175. Nurse anesthetics. So nurse anesthetics, 174. Dentist, 155. And that's for like a general dentist. I know there are more facets within dentistry. Number 15, pilots, co-pilots, and flight engineers. So I thought that was interesting uh, at 147. And number 16, um, dentist specific to kind of all other specialties is 147. 17, computer and kind of IT and systems managers, 146 also feels low, by the way. I've had quite a few IT folks. If you are a experienced manager of people, that seems low in the IT world. If you are an experienced manager of projects and you don't have direct reports, that seems to be in line, give or take, depending on the role and years of experience and all that stuff. Number 18, architectural and engineering managers, 144. Number 19, petroleum or oil engineers, 137. Number 20, judges at 136. And also I have heard that people add recruiting sometimes to these types of lists. I will say that ranges significantly. So I feel like recruiting is one of those things that it's not like other fields in that if you are uh, someone who is a software engineer and you have 10 years of, let's say, like 10 years of Java experience and you understand big data and all of the data things that come along with that, it's pretty easy to be able to estimate what your salary requirements are or will be in a new role. With recruiting, I feel like it is so across the board. I have seen experienced recruiting roles um, that people are trying to fill and successfully do fill where people are making $45,000. i have also seen really successful recruiting roles 
that are being offered at like 110, 120, 130, depending again, how many years of experience the company needs. So yes, recruiters are and can be paid really well. However, the range is significant. And one of the major factors that goes into that is what roles are you recruiting for? So which is a little bit unique if you compare it to, let's say, a software engineer. Yes, your projects matter. However, it doesn't usually correlate to like an $80,000 difference, right? (laughs) So just for a little bit of context there, for anyone who may be interested, curious, or just fun fact. All right. I hope you guys found this podcast interesting, helpful, a little bit different than most of my other podcasts, more of just like a fun FYI type of podcast versus what we usually focus on is that more applicable advice. So I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are. Uh, If you find stuff like this interesting or helpful, or if you're like, girl, just stick with the tips. So let me know. Reach out. You can send me an email, reach out to me on social media, whichever way you feel like you want to get in touch. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, for supporting the show. I appreciate you. Uh, You can find the show notes uh, below as well as over at StephDennis13. If you want to find out how we can work together, you can head over to uh, listen to careertalk.com for more information. So whether that's uh, resume reviews, interviewing help, career coaching, you name it. You can support the show one of four ways. Check out the merch. Again, careertalkswag.com there. Uh, Amazon wishlist below. And then you can also make a donation via PayPal or Anchor. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please take a moment, leave a rating and or review. Really does help others find us. And I, of course, enjoy reading them. And as of late, I have really enjoyed some of y'all's screen names. So thank you for the awesome feedback and the entertainment. It is very much appreciated. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are amazing and awesome and wonderful. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.